Hello and welcome to the Elm Park Rolls podcast supported by Blue Collar Street Food. My name is Paul Mann and I will be hosting this episode today and I've been joined by Alex Everson. Hi Alex. Good evening Paul. Well we'll be talking about the Nottingham Forest match that is coming up on Saturday. It's going to be a really really tough one. They're in magnificent form, they're fourth in the league but Although we're only 14th in the league at the moment, we're in a really, really good form as well. So it could be a face-off. So let's concentrate on uh, Nottingham Forest for a bit then. This is one of their best starts in years, isn't it, Alex? Uh, yeah, so so far they've played 25 games and got 43 points. It's a really solid start, obviously sitting fourth in the league, like you said. Um, and they haven't had that many points after 25 games since 2010-2011. So this is one of the first years that they're right up there in terms of uh, playoff pushing after 25 games. Yeah, that, just good looking through through their, uh, their stats for Forest. They're third in the away table. They've got 23 points from a possible from those games that they've played away. They've got picking up as 1.77 points per game. I mean that is a very impressive away form, isn't it? I mean. You can't do anything but be impressed by that. No, and I mean, they've only lost two games away from home this season so far. So it's it's definitely not one of these games where Reading fans are going to be able to come in and expect us to to take all three points easily for certain. Um, and I mean, the, the only games they've lost have been against Huddersfield and, and Wigan. And both of those games, they lost by one goal. It's it, they're, they're in every game this season. Um, I think they've only lost one game by more than one goal so far. And that was their capitulation just before Christmas when they lost 4-0 against Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, and that was actually where they're not quite as good, actually, isn't it? At their home matches. I mean, they're not dreadful, but they're not as good. Yeah, they're still, they're still doing quite well at home. Um, I mean, they've, they've picked up 20 points at home in 12 games. So they're still doing, you know, yeah. really well at home, but just not quite as well as away from home. Well, if you just look at their defence, there's a key reason why they're doing so well. They've conceded 12 goals in their 13 away matches. Um, that is, <laughs> you've got to be amazed to have that kind of record if you're a Nottingham Forest fan at this point, because that's shown real consistency, isn't it, Alex? Yeah, definitely. I mean, 13 goals conceded. And I mean, when you look at the games they've played, they've ne- they've only really conceded more than, they've only conceded more than one goal twice. And um Millwall scored two past them. Huddersfield scored two past them. In fact, three times, sorry. Huddersfield scored two past them. Stoke have scored two past them. But they keep a lot of clean sheets as well away from home. Um, I mean, they've kept 30% of their games. They've kept clean sheets. I think they've kept four clean sheets this season away from home already. And they're they're winning games to nil. They're really just not... They're not an easy team to play against away from home. They set themselves up to be very tough to beat. Yeah, I find it quite interesting they've lost their two away games that they've lost this season against Huddersfield and Wigan. Teams clearly near the bottom of the table. I don't know, maybe a slight bit of complacency there? I think they've stuttered more since um, more since their start of the season. I mean, they lost their first game of the season against West Brom. And then they went on a run till middle of October. After that October international break, before they lost again against Wigan. So there may be a little bit of complacency when they go away to the teams lower in the league, but I'm not sure they're going to have that against us, given that we've yeah. on this run of form of six unbeaten and 
was it three two two or three three losses in 14 now so it's not as if we're a team which is to be taken lightly um unlike perhaps Wigan or Huddersfield have been this season yeah I mean you just look at Mark Bowen quickly looking at us he's picking up over his 14 games I think it is now is it 1.92 points per game that's that's a yeah if you if you're going to take a team like that lightly I hope they do not for us, but I just can't see it. I agree with you, Alex. It's, yeah, it just seems too unlikely that they're going to come into this game not having prepared correctly. Yeah, quickly throwing back to last season, though, that was Jose Gomez's first win. And it seems amazing that we won that game 2-0. And how much has changed since that game? I mean, I looked at the lineup from uh, that game and there's probably going to be seven players who won't be starting that game for different reasons, injuries, or just not at the club anymore. I mean, in 12 months, that's quite a transformation. And I know with Reading, that happens, seems to happen every single year, but it is amazing where we are now. Yeah, I think when you look at how many players are not there from last season, um, and we won that game quite comfortably as well against Forest. I mean, they did go down to, was it 10 men or nine men? Nine, nine, nine yeah. Men, it? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we won that game quite comfortably in the end because they went down to nine men. But uh, yeah, you look at the team from that day and, and there really isn't that many names left, is there? Um, especially yeah. once you lose a lot of, well, nearly all of that lone E5 that uh, Gomez had from January. Two key players that will be there will be uh, Swift and Ijaria. Those two players played in that game. And someone who came on in that game was Lewis Baker. Now, I'm obligatory, kind of contractually made to mention that bloke every single podcast now. But I'm going to move on from Lewis Baker. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Until the end of January. And then when we get into February and he hasn't signed, because I don't think he's signed at all. Well, if he's still in Chelsea in February, we're allowed to mention him once more per podcast until the summer. When he's not yeah, yeah why not? Just, I might actually start the whole podcast every single week with just mentioning sure. Lewis Baker. <laughs> I'm sure people were looking forward to that one. <laughs> I'm sure they are. No, they're not saying, Paul, just shut up. Yeah. So when we look at the key players for Nottingham Forest, they've obviously a good team. You can't be fourth in the league, but let's just pick out a couple. Lewis Graven, obviously a player who's known to Redden fans during his spell here during the Yapstam era. In the playoff uh, final season, he scored a couple of goals. We didn't use him quite the right way, but he definitely scored a really great goal. I think it was against Rotherham on the volley and twisting around. That was a spectacular goal, that one. But this season, he's got 14 league goals. What do you think of Lewis Grabenales? I think Forrest have found the right way to use him, which we just never did. Um, Lamucci's playing him up front on his own with like a free free attacking midfielder sitting behind him and he's a good striker and a lot of Reading fans will probably have a lot of memories of him being playing out on the right hand side I think he even played in central midfield at one point under Stam he just he was never really used correctly at Reading um but yeah we've we've seen this season that he's he's scored 14 goals and he's I think he's fourth or fifth perhaps in the um in the top goal scorer list, he's definitely Forrest's top goal scorer and he's going to be their main threat this weekend. Um, he gets a lot of touches in the box. He's not necessarily going to create all that much for other players on the field. Uh, and Forrest are going to be fairly reliant on him to, you know, put chances away if they get them. However, he is probably the player you've got to be most concerned about for um, Forrest, I reckon, this weekend. 
yeah, it would surprise me if he gets one against us as well because yeah. what what X Reading played doesn't seem to come back to Reading and not score. <laughs> yeah, that that is true. I mean, he's a proven player in the Championship. If you want to get promotion, he's one of those strikers. You put him in there with a kind of Dwight Gale kind of um, bunch. Dwight Gale yeah. slightly above that, possibly, but he's he, one of the players who can. He's never really made it in the Premier League necessarily, but he proves himself year in and year out in the Championship. Yeah, he's one you definitely think if I'm going to build a team around up front, you can have someone who's going to score goals reliably, stays fit. You're going to have him in there. But someone who's going to need to supply him is Joe Lolly. Now, he is he's kind of a quality player in the championship. So 26 shot assists. He's had four crosses per match and he's also got very good dribbling stats. He's going to be on the right hand side of attacking three behind Graben. So there's going to be a key battle, isn't there, between him and our left-hand side, which is one of our kind of informed players, which is tied to Blackett, you would assume. Yeah, you, you've got to assume that Blackett's going to start. Um, Richards and the beta didn't necessarily do too much to um, give themselves much of a chance of starting this weekend, I would imagine. Um, Lolly has got a pretty good dribble on him. He can take players on. He's not afraid to try and get to the byline and put the ball in from the right-hand side. Um, he does score goals as well. I mean, he's had four um, he's had four goals this season and four assists. So it's not as if he's afraid to shoot either. He got 11 goals last season as well, playing for Forrest in a team which was vastly worse than the one this year. So I think he's, he's definitely one to watch out for going forwards um, from the, from the right-hand side this weekend for them. And it's going to be key for... Blackett or Richards or Abita, whichever the match they end up starting, um, that he's kept quiet. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's going to be a really tough match. Um, the one kind of, as Redding fans, we know the two key players really for us are Swift and Ajaria. Now, they've got Ben Watson, who's going to try to negate that situation. But I think... We can both agree that if we can kind of make sure the Swift Ajara are slightly edging that battle, that could be a huge kind of turning point for us. What do you think, Alex? Yes, uh, you'd have to think so. Um, ben Watson, is he's become a key player for Forrest this year. Um, he's really, I mean, he didn't play all that much for Forrest last year, but he's played pretty much every game, I think, this season as that anchor role for Forrest in like a 4-1-4-1 uh, style formation or a four-two-three-one, depending on where you know whether they're home or away. Generally, um, this weekend I would imagine they'll probably line up four-one-four-one with Watson playing in the anchor role, and then it's then it becomes a case of if we're going to switch formation and, and try and go to a a three-man central midfield, or if we're going to stick to that four-one-four-one that we've seen with Pele sitting deep, and then Swift and Adam potentially in the centre or Swift and Jaria in the centre, or whether Bowen's going to switch it up. Um, I think whoever partners Swift in the centre, that's going to be the critical That's going to be the critical battle of the game. If Watson gets the better of um, Swift plus another central midfielder, we're going to struggle to create against them, I think, um, because he's a, he's a pretty good um, defensive midfielder. He's playing very well with season, and they don't, they just don't concede that many good chances to teams at the minute. Um, so it's it seems 
it seems unlikely that if he has a good game that we're going to get much out of it. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like slightly... It's kind of like I want to be upbeat about our chances because we are in fabulous form. Um, but so, far, this is a real test coming up on Saturday of... Is the form that we've had over the Xmas period and some basically the whole of December, is that going to be a genuine push for a playoff spot? Because even Mark Bowen was talking about being in the race today at the uh, training ground for the playoff spots. And he's kind of, is it real? Is it going to actually happen? He doesn't sound completely, he wants to be convinced, but he wants the team to convince him, if you see what I mean. Yeah, and I think the next three games are pretty critical for that, you know, push into the playoffs. If you come out of the next three games and you've picked up, say, five points from Forest, Millwall and Forest, and we're on 40 points and we're maybe only five points off the playoffs um, after that game in hand or four points off the playoffs after that game in hand still, then you can start to really think, yeah, we've got a good good shot at least pushing into that race. If we lose on Saturday, lose on uh, lose to Forest at the Forest uh, at the Forest Ground? I can't even remember the name of it. City, City Ground. Ground. At City Ground in a yeah. couple of weeks' time. Um, and maybe pick up a point against Millwall, for example. And we're then nine points off and we don't have a game in hand anymore. Then it's all of a sudden, it's a much tougher prospect. So the two games against Forest coming up in the next two weeks are just, they're absolutely critical in terms of the season, I think. Despite the fact that we might not necessarily be overtaking Forest by the end of the season, if we're going to be in and around that you know, in and around that sixth, fifth spot mix by the end of the year. I don't really think we can afford to lose that much ground against these kind of teams now above us. Yeah, I'd love to be convinced by the playoff push. I really would be. And um, I don't know, in my, it's kind of like maybe it's just pessimism and kind of like self-protection because we've had so much rubbish from Reading in the last few years. You just think there is a little bit of a convincing run. Because it's not like three or four games that we've done okay. And it's a lot longer period than that now. But in my heart of heart, I'm thinking that we probably won't be in that race at the end. But also with the January window still open and available, who knows who we could sign? I think, the as you say, the run so far, I mean, it's three losses in 14. If you keep that up for the rest of the season, we've got, what, 20 games left? That's maybe another four, maybe five, six losses that you've got there. If you mirror that kind of um, run, I think we'd be projected to finish on around 70 points, which is going to be close. Um, but to keep that run up now for the rest of the season is going to be very tough. Um, it's not a simple, it's not simple to go, you know, beat Forest, who have only lost twice away from home beat Millwall who are doing very well under Gary Rowett and then go to Forest again who are not by any they're not mugs at home like they're not a bad side at home no. um, it's going to be difficult to get through those three games unbeaten I think um, and if we do then all credit to Mark Bowen and the team because I think if you get through these three games unbeaten then I think people can really like realistically start to believe that actually we could be a playoff team at the end of the season potentially yeah, no, I totally agree. If we do get, do what you just said, get through those games, that would be a spectacular run of form. And I want to see that happen. I'm definitely 100% to want that to happen. But um, so I'm going to give us a stat now that maybe kind of like it's been quite for us and how good they are when we should remember that we've been uh, playing very well recently. But also the last four times that we've played Nottingham Forest at home, we've beaten them. So this is not a kind of 
negative feeling about this match. We should go into it kind of hoping that we can get a win, but really kind of, kind of, it's kind of nice to be able to go into a game thinking we're 12 points away from that relegation zone. And only a month ago, we would have been thinking we would have snatched your hand off of that. So we're not really worried about relegation now. I, I just can't see that happening at all. We're going to get it, enough points. Easy. It feels like we've got enough quality to get the remaining 12 to 13 points that will be absolutely fine. And that really shouldn't be a problem anymore. Um, yeah, so it means we kind of enjoy these games. It's an opportunity. Yeah, I think it? it's yeah. a case of like looking up rather than worrying about what the results are going to be necessarily. If the results come our way and we get these points in the next few games, people can start to probably, you know, believe that it might happen. If we don't get the points, then I don't think it's going to be a case of doom and gloom and, you know, we're back to potentially being relegated again. It's, not we're, like we're not we're not suddenly going to be a bad side if we if we lose on Saturday. No, I agree. I was just about to say that if the kind of like we do lose to Forest, and even if we lose two 0 or something, the bubble hasn't burst at all for me, because we have definitely improved since Mark Bowen has taken over. And you kind of you got to look at it over a longer window of time rather than one match. And you just look at the structure, the way we can change tactics, the way we've gone to Forest and when we've beaten not Forest Fulham, sorry. And we've gone to uh, Preston. We've won. We've won most of the games of the teams around us, and that's the sign of a team that's actually got some mental strength. And that's what we've been kind of craving for the last four out of five years. So it's a kind of yeah. I want to be upbeat about it. So predictions, Alex. What are we going to say? What's your uh, thoughts on it on Saturday then? I will predict that we are going to see a draw. Um, I think I'll go with one all. I, I don't think that we'll keep Lewis Graham quiet. Um, however, if we do manage to keep him quiet, I would expect us to win. I, looking at the games where he's really, you know, if he if he doesn't get shots away, then Forest haven't scored, and they've they've not picked up enough points. Um, I think there's, I think he's, he's struggled to get shots away. He's only had one shot in three or four games this season, and in each of those games, they haven't won the game. So. I'll go with 1-1. One, one. Um, I think Grabham will get a goal for them. And then I think uh, I think Pushkas is back this weekend. I think he might come off yeah. the bench and get an equaliser for us. Yeah, I mean, I, I was going to talk about the team liners, but I think we're all just assuming that we're going to make 11 changes and go back to the team that played against Fulham. I can't see anything than that, really. It, well, yeah, I think uh, to start off, I would be surprised if it's anything except that. Um, I yeah. did read... I'm. Maybe making this up, but I thought Lucas Zhao might have had an injury from Fulham. Oh, uh, well, I, I don't remember that playing Arsenal match, and he said he had cramp. So, okay, so he may he he's probably going to be back then if he's. But who knows? He may have been lying. Has, to hasn't been anything like announced about him being no. out. So. No, there was also good news about Yadam as well. So he's come out of his brace today, his knee brace, and we're a little bit concerned about that, but. He should be back in light training. So that'll be another option going forward. But I'm going to go for, I'm going to go for a draw as well. I'm going to go for two all, just a few more goals. I think it's just going to be a really tight match. And yeah, it's a huge match for both teams because Forrester want to come here and win as well. And we're in form. So hopefully we will be talking about a win on uh, Sunday's afternoon's pod. So let's see how it goes so cheers and thanks a lot and if you haven't followed us on instagram or facebook don't forget to do that because uh 
get the full EPR experience. Cheers. Thanks a lot. Bye.